Okay, reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, chapter 4, text 56. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Apanare Raje Se Amara Agirahe Tanra Akshasira Kari Sarvadeshavahi. My order is carried out only in my kingdom, but his order is respectfully carried out in all places. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bistam Sapitamyena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Srivasade Gaur Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So let me just give a a short perspective on the story and just bring it down to where we are. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is God who has to become his devotee to be God. And why does he have to become his devotee to be God? <clears throat> because the very definition of God is supreme enjoyer. If you're the supreme controller, <clears throat> then why will you not be the supreme enjoyer? But the highest enjoyment is love. And the highest love, twasmin paramaprema-rup, the highest love is love of God. We even have this experience in a mother and a child. The child is the object of the mother's love. The child is the beloved. The mother is the lover. They're enjoying motherly love. It's the same energy. But who enjoys that love more? The mother or the child. The lover enjoys love more than the beloved. So God is the, the beloved. He's the object of love and the devotee is the lover. So in the story of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it's brought into this point that Krishna realizes, and of course, this is from the point of eternal, eternal time, Krishna realizes that the love of his devotee is the greatest pleasure. And therefore, to become complete, he has to become his own devotee. And that's the story of Chaitanya. And the story of Chaitanya is God becoming his devotee. I told you once when I used to give lectures on the, on the appearance day of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, 
And when I would give these lectures and I tried to explain, I, I try to connect to the audience and the audience was varied from people who are very senior to people walking for the first time. And I'd ask a simple question. God has a problem and it's the same problem that we have. And what's that problem? The problem he's not a devotee. And where and, and, and devotee means not just a, a superficial dress. Devotee means your heart. Devotee means relationship. It means it, it, it means so where is devotion? God is the object of devotion, but where is where is that devotion? That devotion is in the heart of his devotee. So we see that God <laughs> comes to be a devotee and he has to get and his life his life is called Acharya Leela. Chari means teacher. His pastime is teaching us how to become a devotee. And therefore, he has different stages of his life. And this is the entering into the Antyalila. And what is the, what is the last stage of his life? He's in Puri, where you actually see that, and this should be all, for all of us, our, our, uh, the, whole, the whole cultural system of India, they have that, what, Chatur Vanyamaya, Shrishtam, Guna Karma, Vibhagasa, that whole Van Ashram system, what were the ashrams? The end ashram was some type of situation where, where you work your life to, to work through your desires and be purified in your heart. So, yesham tvantakatam papam jananam punya karmanam te vajanti mam jadhabe. So you can actually work on changing your mind without any other obligations that you have to work through first. Yesham twantikatam papam jananam pun twantikatam papam. In our life, so many desires are coming out born of the false conception of the self. And they're dictating to us. And if we follow them without discrimination, without regulation, without dharma, without some conception of how, we follow them and, and, it, and, and it strengthens that impression in the heart, that, uh, that, that klishtavritti, that bad thought, that conception, that attachment for control, that, contap con uh, that, that attachment for egotistic activity, it just increases and separates you further and further from your connection with the divine. Our pleasure is an energy of connection. Even in this world, our pleasure is an energy of connection. It's called relationship. And the energy between relationship is called love or prema. And ultimately, that universal love is that connection with God. Because that's our eternal relationship. And that energy is what we're seeking, but it disconnects us from that energy. That's what the ego does. The ego puts us in a position where the energy of love does not flow. <clears throat> and we know that. 
We know that in relationships with others. We know that observing in the world that the energy of love does not flow to ego. The conception of superiority, self-centeredness, ego, control. So spiritual life means to get rid of that or to transcend that. And there's a system to do that, and that's called Shastra. And there's activities to do that, and that's called Dharma. And therefore, in the Shastra, it says, Yasya Deve Para Bhaktir Tata Deve Tata Guru. One who has implicit faith in the Supreme Lord and the spiritual master, the imports of the Vedas are revealed. <clears throat> now, I read a very interesting comment, commentary on that. What are the imports of the Veda? What is the import? The import of the Veda is to get rid of that self-centeredness, that, that, that false ego. That's the theme of the Vedas. And it's done through different spiritual processes. It's done through different social systems. But that's what connects everything. But why is the import revealed to one who has implicit faith in the Supreme Lord? And, and the spiritual master, why, why is it understood? Because that implicit faith means what? It means that there's an authority and power that is greater than my own. And without that preliminary experience of being free from false egoism from being without that preliminary experience it you 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 will neither see nor want to see that in the scriptures we don't hear what we don't like so without some preliminary taste preliminary taste for what's called humility without a preliminary taste for humility we won't see that we won't see that so so we're following chaitanya mahaprabhu on his journey through different parts of his life and now he's entering the antyalila where and and the point i was going to make as as these desires come out these selfish desires, these bad thoughts, these desires for things which are not good for us, our aversion for things which we don't like. And if you're not under a process of wisdom, <laughs> and wisdom always requires some sacrifice of the immediate for the future, if you're not under some system some life, some culture of wisdom. You'll just keep on following those impulses and strengthening the very thing that separates you from the energy that will fulfill your heart with love and satisfaction. But if you practice and you follow something, which means tapasya, but not arduous tapasya, but the simple definition of tapasya, that despite the impulses of the mind and senses, you do what's right. 
unless, and that's what's the problem with the modern world. They don't even have a conception. Postmodern philosophy doesn't even believe there's a truth. I was listening to some evolutionary biologists who are atheists, but in a way their message was really powerful. They were lamenting in the world that the problem is, is people don't believe there is an order. Even evolutionary bi biologists believe <laughs> For example, there's differences between men and women. <laughs> Evolutionary biologists, they even, they even analyze flowers. And, and <laughs> you know, the pollen comes from the man and it's just spread all over <laughs> without discrimination. And, and even analyzing on that level, that there's some kind of order that's the whole idea, you know, in Christianity, they say at the beginning, there was the word. And what's the word? Logos. And what, was, what is logos? It means there's some truth, there's some order. So unless you have some sense of that, and that order includes your attachments, which is part of the order. But it's done in a way in which you can be purified and your consciousness can be elevated. So at the end of life or towards that end of life, there's a system of they're, they're, you're purified because you let a life. So as these false depressions coming from the bad thoughts born of the false ego keep on coming out, and you live your life, not as a renunciate, but as a spiritualist, following dharma, following wisdom. So as they come out, you know how to react. And, and you don't just follow them. Enhance those bad thoughts. They start to come out. You become purified. You become purified. And what's the result? Yesham Twantakatam Papam Jananam Punya Karmanam Tejwan Bamohanir Bajanti Mam Dridhabritaha. Dridhabritaha means fixed. Your, your, your worship your, becomes fixed. So this is the example of Lord Chaitanya. He, he the first 24 years of his life, he, you know, he's an exceptional life. He spent, he married, whatever it is, and then six years of his life, he's traveling. And now he's headed to Puri. Jagannath Puri to just stay in a place and meditate and just work on his mind free. He's worked out. The, his life is, is the desires have been worked out. His heart has been purified and now he's qualified for this. And, but he's on his way there. He's not quite there. And he actually gets there and then he decides he hasn't visited Vrindavan yet. So he's kind of on his way to Vrindavan and he visits this place, Ramakali. And this place, Ramakali, is very interesting because it, it, it's, I believe, I'm not sure if it's in Bengal or Orissa, but it, it's the next town over from the king, Nawab Hussein Shah. Shah means king. <clears throat> it, 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 it's... Um, 
separate, it, it's from, it, it's neck near the king. So it's also a very special place because it's where he meets <clears throat> the two foundational teachers in our tradition, which is Rupa and Sanatan. So it's a very, very special place. And somehow, because Lord Chaitanya is going to be there, because Lord Chaitanya is going to be there, and because um, because Lord Chaitanya is going to be there, um, and because great souls, Rupa and Sanatana are there, because so it, it kind of has some kind of piety. <laughs> it's crazy, but it has some kind of piety sometimes. Just like being born in the Kali Yuga has some piety because the Krishna consciousness movement is there. <laughs> There's an opportunity. So, and, and, and somehow or other, it's conducive, and, and Lord Chaitanya begins to do kirtan. And he becomes completely absorbed in kirtan at the level of samadhi. And, and the level of samadhi means... I described this jhana and samadhi, the two next stages. They're both continuous meditation. It's described like when oil is pouring, there's no space in between. So your thoughts now are just focused on the object of your meditation. There's nothing in between. But the difference is evam nama krita jitanuraga. From, from the meditation, you come to the level of samadhi, jitanuraga. And then there's these devotional feelings that arise in your heart, and you become so absorbed that in the level of samadhi, there is no cognizance of anything outside. I, I know sometimes, not occasionally, I get absorbed in something, and then I, I don't know where I am. My eyes are open, but I don't know where I am. I, I have to reorient myself. Sometimes you wake up like that, right? You're in a place, but you have no cognizance of the external part of that place. So, um, so Lord Chaitanya is so completely absorbed. And because he's self-effulgent, it means his spirituality his devotion is recognized without promotion. Even physiognomy, physiologic, no, physiognomy, his physiognomy, I don't know the word, but even how he looks is so stunning. He's it's all the auspicious characteristics of a Mahapurush. And, and, and you know, in India being pious, people are recognizing it. They personalists, they don't care philosophy, they know sadhu. They can recognize a sadhu and they're flocking to him. And there's just these ecstatic kirtans that just go on and on and on. And Lord Chaitanya goes into a state of prema bhakti. There's bodily transformations on him. He's falling to the ground. He's crying. His hair's standing on. He's trembling. It's the highest level of prema bhakti. And he's completely, completely absorbed. Without any inhibition, because inhibition would mean, uh-oh, the king is next door. His spies may be here. I'm not of his religion. What will he do? There's no inhibition. There's no fear. There's just, 
reckless, reckless abandon, reckless abandon into the holy name. And then one of the policemen, Muslim policemen, they go tell the king, and we're at that part. And now this king, Nawab Hussein Shah, he was destroying all the temples. So the constable thought he's, if, if he's destroying the temples, then what to speak if they bring this out to the streets? Just like we have a huge Krishna conscious presence in the United Arab Emirates and these kind of places like Qatar and Dubai and Bahrain is a huge because the, the, the Indian expatriates, they love it there. It's like a, a material paradise for them. But they can't have a temple. They can't convert and they can't go out in the streets. If, if they worship by themselves, then they're completely respected. So this is also a, a bit here, a little bit restrictive, not a little, it was a lot restrictive. A lot restrictive. So he, he's gonna go to the king because it's such a powerful disturbance because there's thousands and thousands of people so there has to be some subtlety in dealing with them. Because if you just use out and outright force, you better be successful, otherwise there'll be a revolution. So there's an idea always of, first you try to command respect before you try to demand respect. That's so important. And the king is kind of aware of this principle because they're expert in diplomacy. They're also trained generally. So they understand the power of respect that is commanded. You know, even in my own life, see, you know, institutions, they, 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 there's only a certain extent that they can demand respect involuntary institutions. If the leaders don't internally develop, they won't be able to maintain authority. And the tendencies of institutions are to be authoritative. That's their tendency. It, 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 it moves in that direction. It doesn't have to move in that direction, but it moves in that direction generally. So commanding respect, developing saints, developing spiritual potency, inspiring people. That's how Prabhupada really, he had absolute authority, but it was given to him because of his own example of faith, of trust. It was given to him and it was very powerful. And he commanded it by his life, by his teachings. 
I know in my own personal life this year, having, at least according to the Indian calendar, have completed my 71st year. Understanding more and more with age, with my experience in Krishna consciousness. Move further away, even personally, from that type of authority that's commanded by my position, Maharaj, Sanyas, Guru, and and because that also sometimes it's very interesting that could also compromise your authority. When I first took sannyas, the renounced order of life, almost forty years ago, as a young crazy Hari Krishna, fired up, spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world. When I took sannyas, Satsurup Marj, who I took sannyas from, he, he just gave that, he gave this wonderful lecture and he said, avoid politics. Basically, it's management. <laughs> but I couldn't avoid that at the time. I had a managerial position. In, in, avoid politics and uh, business because our movement needs people, leaders who can be trusted. <laughs> because when you engage in management, there's a certain degree of expediency that can compromise your authority. And if you engage in business, there's a certain amount of It comes with the territory, some cheating. Business is cheating. <laughs> You're trying to cheat people. Not really, but it's within there. For you, I make no profit, advertising, and so many things. So there should be a Brahminical class of people who are detached. Because as soon as there's attachment, your authority will be compromised to the degree you have attachment, because you'll act on it. And you won't be self-effulgent. These are just psychological facts. So here the verse, what he's saying is, um, and he's making this point, my order is carried out only in my kingdom, but his order is respectfully carried out in all places. Because he, you can demand respect only in the places that you have authority. <laughs> And in those places, if you only, if you only depend on, on, on that authority, that legal authority, your authority will decrease. Where if you work on your, your own spiritual power, and I'm not denying this should honor thy mother and father. It's not that this should be negotiated, but it should be both. The parents should have authority over their children and they should that, that authority will be enhanced to the degree that they themselves follow principles and, and inspire the children. So it's both. 
But when you have the authority of dharma, of character, then it's not dependent on that managerial authority. And therefore, it can be wielded, so to speak. It can be wielded, so to speak, wherever one goes. Wherever one goes. Um, so the king's going to talk about this now. And he says, A Nija Raji, Amare Kotajani, Manda Karibari, Lagiache Mani Mani. Even some persons in my own kingdom have begun conspiring to harm me. It's natural. Why do kings have forts? To be in a position of managerial authority is all, unless you're very spiritually advanced, is always fear because it creates envy. <laughs> unless you can command that respect, there'll be a certain amount. People follow, but there'll be envy. And with that envy, if they see any opportunity to bring you down, they will. And a lot of times they're successful. Tanhare Sakala Deshe Kaya Vakyamane Ishwara Nahile Vina Arte Bhajay Kena. But the people of all places respect him with their mind, body, and speech. Why would they worship him if he were not God? Now, somehow or other, this is very strange because one, he's done, he's broken temples, etc. But somehow he becomes very enamored with this person's authority, what Lord Chaitanya has been able to command. And he's somehow intelligent, and he says he must really have something. And because the whole village of Ramakali and people are coming from all over in these incredible kirtans, it's just impressive. Kirtan is very impressive when it's done and done properly and done with devotion. This is Lord Chaitanya's kirtan. This is with his associates. The people are joining. They're unified. There's thousands of people. It's powerful. It seems more powerful than any kingdom. So the king is starting to think, this, this is divinity. This is not ordinary. And therefore he's thinking, but the people all places respect him with their mind, bodies, and mind, body, mind, and speech. Why would they worship him if he is not God? If I do not provide salaries to my servants for six months, they will conspire against me in various ways. Yet these people maintain themselves. and still desire to serve him, even though they do not get a proper opportunity. I explained once before that I, I wrote a, I read a book, a very small book, because there's not that much information, where a sociologist analyzes the different factors that allowed the small cult of Christianity 
to become the predominant religion of Rome and Rome ruling the area. The Romans were very powerful. One of the factors was the martyrs. That, that Lord Jesus commanded so much respect that people would rather, that it was more painful for, for those people to give up that feeling of connection than it was to give up their life. And when people saw it, they are giving up their life. What do they have? It must be something special. And who is the person that's inspiring it? And somehow or other, the king, somehow or other, Krishna Kirtana Ganinartanapano Premamritambo Nidhi. Dira dira janaprio piakaro near matsaro pujito Sri Chaitanya kripabaro bubibavo Paravahantarako Vande rupa sanatano raguyago Sijiva gopalako Dira dira janaprio Piyakaro, Nimatsuro, Pujita. They, they are worshipped, the six Goswamis, Dira Adira, by those who are so, sober and those who are not, by those who are gentle, by those who are ruffians. Because somehow or other, the self-effulgent mood of a saintly person, it somehow can be universally recognized because Nirmatsaro, they don't have hate, they don't have envy, they're not in that world of competition. You don't have to worry about them. The king is saying, he's not here to conquer my kingdom. He's way, way beyond that. So let him do what he has to do. I don't have to be. People that attend my classes, you know, across the street from me are these Hasidic Jews, and somehow they have really nice children. And I, I keep on, I swear, like they're six inches. He, he's, he's dressed formally in a white shirt and a black <laughs> pants. And he's walking outside by himself. I don't see his parents around. He looks quite peaceful. And, and, and actually there, there's a saying, better break one's arm than break one's spirit. And they describe that America, one of the destructions of culture in America is that parents became overprotective and therefore children did not learn to negotiate the difficulties in the world and then they become completely unprepared when they're 18 to face the world then you have trigger warnings you have safe spaces so th this kind of freedom that they have you may say oh my oh, 
Why is this little kid outside? He looks completely, he knows what his boundaries are. The parent is a huge front lawn. He knows what his boundaries are. So I guess, you know, you can say, oh, it's a risk. Why is the kid outside? It's a safe neighborhood, really. I guess it's a risk, but, but his spirit is not broken. He's, he, he's, he, he, he's, he has freedom. He has freedom to explore and to get into fights when he gets older or things like that. Anyway, because uh, I have this big picture window out here and I look, I just, I don't know. It's like, anyway, it, 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 it's part of my theme here. I, I always get impressed when I see the, and you know, sometimes there's four or five of them because they have so many kids. Um, do therefore certain, no, he do not call him poor. The king said, I ordered, I, I ordered that no one should disturb him in any way. Let him stay wherever he desires and let him preach the teaching of his scriptures in any way he wants, of course, among his people. Don't bother him. Let him peacefully perform kirtan with his followers and let him stay in a solitary place or anywhere he likes. If anyone attempts to oppose him, I will take his life whether he is the Kazi or the constable. So, <laughs> yeah. Take their lives. Um, but I know when I grew up in New York, um, in Bensonhurst, which was called the Little Italy of Brooklyn. Mulberry Street is the Little Italy of Little Italy of Manhattan. The original Little Italy, and it's still there, is the Bronx. <laughs> Belmont Avenue. It's famous for its Italian restaurants and things like that. But traditionally, those areas were the safest areas. <laughs> they, had the, they had the safest areas because of the family. <laughs> Among their people, there was no crime. So he, the, he, I'm not promoting this, but he's, he's a, this is a, a law and order after the king issued this order he went inside his palace such are the pastimes of Sri Sunda. it's Leela, it's pastimes how do you understand this his power is able to change this king Yehusena Sahasarva Udiyara Deshe Deva Murti Bangileka Dule Visheshe. Dule means the temples. Bhangileka, he just the same one who destroyed the Deva Murtis. He destroyed the temples and the deities. The same person now. Hena Yavane O Manilika Gorachan. Tatapia, Ebe na, Maniye, Yacha. 
even such a Yavana respected Gorachan. Yet nowadays, many blind persons do not. So Vrindavan Das Akur is kind of reflecting on this. He's the author. He's a disciple of Lord Nityananda. And he sees, and this is sometimes a wonder, you know, sometimes you see this in religious organizations. The people treat each other worse than people outside treat them. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not, I, you know, institutions are wonderful. I think ISKCON is wonderful. You know, I'm just stating just facts of psychology sometimes. It's not all. You, it, it, you have the most saintly people. You have wonderful people, people who sacrifice. But that, that um, phenomena, that phenomenon is there. And he's seeing this, 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 course, saying this is the Yavana. This is person that's outside our culture, which we, which we, in one sense, in that kind of culture, it's an outcast. I mean, they're ruling, but in terms of our social culture, it's not even a shudra. And he's respecting. And then how painful it is that even within the tradition, you have these divisions. And Vindavandasta, of course, lamenting that because it's living real life a generation or two after Lord Chaitanya. And he knows that these kind of controversies exist. And, and we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be surprised. It's the material world. Icha dvesha samutena dvandva mohena bharata. Everyone here is born under delusions of desire and hate. And it's not just because you join a religion, you're immediately purified. And you're free from envy. It may help the process. And you will find beautiful communities of, of, of Vaishnavas, real Vaishnavas. And you'll see how that process works. And it'll give you faith in that process. But you shouldn't be surprised. I know one of my godbrothers I don't know where, where this saying came from, but he quoted it when he saw that Iskand's so big, but you have problems. But it doesn't mean you discount it. So he 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 gave he, he someone made a statement about the Catholic Church. No institution had as many saints. No institution had as many sinners. No institution had as many celibates. No institution had as many debauchees. No institution had as many, no, no, no institution saved as many people, no institution killed as many people. It's just the material world. It doesn't account, it just means that, yeah. So now he, 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 he's lamenting this. Mata mudhaya sanyasira veshadari chaitanya guna shuni podaya atre. Some people shave their heads and don the dress of sannyasis, but their hearts burn when they hear the glories of Lord Chaitanya. So he sees. Okay, the mother is out now. 
I see it. I okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> each kid that comes out is smaller than the next. Like it's amazing. Anyway, uh, I wish I, I could turn the camera on. You'd see what I'm talking about. You'd be amazed how small some of these kids are. I guess in the same family. Okay. Um, so he's seeing this. And I guess the message to us is don't become like this. Don't get involved in the polemic. One uh, great Vaishnavacharya said, well, you know, when, when you generally see, he said, spiritual people look for the inspired side, not the ordinary deal. It doesn't mean that they're crazy. It doesn't mean that, you know, people act through their natures and, and their conditioning, et cetera. But you also have to see what their inspired side is. You have to see what their inspired side is. A person may be full of good qualities. And this is what envy does. But if he is unhappy to hear Lord Chaitanya's glories, which are spread throughout the innumerable universes, which destroy all ignorance, which intoxicate Sesha, Lakshmi, Brahman, Shiva, and which were sung by the four Vedas, then such a person's qualities are nothing but false. There's a verse Yes, uh, yes, you deve para bhaktir tata deve tata guru. Mano rite, no, that's another one. Mano rite dasati dabato bhi. Yes, you deve tata bhaktir tata deve. No, 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 no. It's um, one second, I want to remember this verse. I know this verse. Yes, yes, ti bhaktir bhagavat akinchana savai gunas tatta samastate sara harava bhaktasya kutamahodgana mano rate dasati bhavatomati. If you're not grounded, if you're not grounded in love, universal love, real love, spiritual, then even good qualities get appropriated for the false ego. Like you, I, you know, I, I used to meet Brahmins in India and they, they really were peaceful, tolerant, self-controlled, but they weren't free from ego. I am Brahmin. I am Brahmin. What about Samskara Swamiji? What about Samskara Swamiji? I am Brahman, I am Brahman. The, the ego. And then it, 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 and therefore the prime quality is to be a devotee, not externally, but actually one who deep in his heart believes there's something higher than my desires and opinions, there's, there's an order, there's an authority, there's a spiritual authority and I should follow that and it's greater than me and deeply in that heart and therefore sees everyone as, as part of God. That's the and, and if you have other incidental bad qualities, you have some anger, you have some desire, you have some lust, it will be purified. 
it will be purified. Very interesting to see this. But if a person has no good qualities, remembers the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya, then he attains the abode of Vaikuntha. So, um, somehow for the first time ever, is Jamuna Jaya there? Yeah, you are there. Okay, Jamuna Jaya, you have a reflection? Yes, for sure. Thank you for class. I'm, I'm really reflecting on that the image of the king seeing that Lord Chaitanya had no envy and that made the king had no fear. And it's such a powerful thing because he, yeah, you're, he would always be like his dukes up because always everybody's trying to, uh, you know, attack me, but because I see you are not coming at envy, then all right, go ahead to your kirtan. That's such a powerful thing. And, you know, to think that the envy, uh, that the lack of envy made the king for once be less fearful. So I, I love yeah, that because he somehow can notice that this person is so deeply spiritual. Okay. Uh, anybody like to say hello? Lisa Bermudez, nice to see you. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. Hi, Bo, Tota. Hi, Bo. Shai. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for class. Who's that? Isabel. Isabel. Hari Bo. Okay. Hari Bo. Lisa, there you are. Hari Krishna. Nice to see you. Okay. Thank you for coming to class. Thank you. <laughs> so, okay, great. It's always nice. Wow. Okay. Great. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Shri Rupa. We're, okay. Shri Rupa. Hari Bo. Okay, Girma, nice to see you too. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I'm so happy to be here. Okay, we'll speak to you later. Okay, yes, anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for oh. a great time. Hare Bo, Hare Bo. Nice to see you. A little cold there, huh? No, it's a just a little, little chilly today. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's not the. So nice to see so many beautiful faces, Maharaj, in your class. Oh, okay. You know these people, right? Of course. Yes. From La Linda. <laughs> Do you know Girma? Yes, Maharaj. And you know Very Lisa? Much. Yes, of course. I know Lisa. Okay, great. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. I'll go Hey, where's well let me I, I, somehow Rutti's not here so it's not set up the way I usually have it so I'm trying to find you where are you oh there you are okay Lal Haribo Haribo okay A A Krishna Premi are you there yes Hare Krishna can you hear me this time yeah I can wow you, you're still in you're still in Mayapur? Yes. Nowhere to go. <laughs> I, I just I, I just applied for my I just applied for my um, visa to uh, 
to, I applied to yesterday for my visa to get to India. So I have all the papers. I'm hoping to go. My plan is I booked a flight for the 18th. So I'm hoping it comes back. So I hope I get to see you in India. Wow, that would be wonderful. And yeah, but India I know it's is open. But, but I'm also praying that you get to go back to your country. So I'm in, I'm in a dilemma. Yeah. I, I want to see you there, but I, I want you also to be able to go back to your country and do your seva. We, we don't see that we can be back by the end of this year. I think it's very difficult. Even we go to Australia, that would be a big detour. Hard yeah. to say. Yeah. If those of you don't know, Krishna Premi has been serving Prabhupada in China for many, many years, many, many ways, her and her husband. So they, they, they went to Mayapur and then they got shut, then it closed down and they haven't been able to go back. And there's hundreds of people waiting for them. And they, <laughs> they can't do, they do amazing, amazing programs there. I used to host them when they would come to Brindavan with those beautiful groups of all these wealthy Chinese, mostly ladies in the white cloth. So, Yogi. okay, I, well, Yogi. I hope you get back whenever you can get back, but I'd be happy if you were still there when I came to Mayapur. But, wow, that would be wonderful. We look forward to that. I believe okay. so. What? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Okay. I guess I I I say Okay. Hi, Bo Gail. Okay. I guess I'm going to get on with the rest of my day. Um, okay. Hi, Bo. And thank you, everyone, for coming. Bunch of culpa to this chakra, Pisindu David.